Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories, wise tales from storytellers around the world, which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello Super Great Kids and how are you? This is our second Christmas story this week. So if you missed our first one about the scarecrow and the hare, then do go back and have a listen. This story is a marvellous tale from Norway about a boy, a troll and a Christmas tree. And it's told by the gifted storyteller Emily Hennessy. It is a little bit scary, so if you don't like scary stories, then maybe go back and listen to the scarecrow and the hare another more gentle Christmas story from the past like The Wind That Blew Christmas Away. Now, as we're coming towards the end of the year, do you think you could decide which are your three favourite super great kids stories while we have a quick word with the grown-ups? Hello super great kids, I'm back. I wonder if you decided which your three favourite super great stories are. I'm not sure I could decide. It's a bit like choosing between friends. They're all special in their own way. This story is from Norway. Here's a couple of facts about Norway. Norway is a long, thin country in the north of Europe. Its neighbours are Sweden, Finland and Russia. Norway's coastline is famous for its fjords, which are sea inlets like rivers, which flow between the cliffs. And do you have a Christmas jumper? Did you know that Christmas jumpers are originally thought to come from Norway over 500 years ago? They were made from sheep's wool and they were very patterned, but I doubt that they had snowmen or reindeer on them all that time ago. Are you ready for this Christmas story about a troll, a brave boy and a Christmas tree? Then let's welcome storyteller Emily Hennessy. Tula hem o tula val, tula long tot mossen, kol fikja narja kom hem, kol fikja gi posen, mjölken vapo gul o blå. Husten såg jag lite å, smörde smak där jag aldrig. Ram, dam, där, dam, 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 It was Christmas Eve. Thick snow covered the fields, hills and trees. In a small house, at the edge of the forest, there lived three brothers. They had just realised that they had no Christmas tree. And so the eldest said, I'll go and chop one down for us. He took the big axe from the hook beside the front door and off he set. Out of the little house, crunching through the snow, deeper and deeper into the forest. He passed the big trees. He passed the small trees. And then, in a little clearing, he saw... The perfect 
Christmas tree. He lifted up the axe and was about to chop when suddenly the branches trembled and shook and the ground quivered and quaked and two enormous round eyes peered through the branches and a voice said, This is my tree. This is my forest. If you don't scarper, I'll gobble you up for my dinner. The eldest brother was terrified. He dropped the axe and ran all the way back home. And so the second brother, the middle brother, said, Well, I'm not scared of trolls. And he picked up the small axe from the hook under the stairs and left the house. He crunched through the snow, following his brother's footsteps, past the big trees and past the small trees and into a little clearing and there was the perfect Christmas tree. And he lifted up his axe and he was just about to chop when the branches began to tremble and shake, the ground began to quiver and break and two enormous round eyes and a great big hairy nose peered through. A voice said, this is my tree. This is my forest. If you don't scarper, I'll gobble you up for my dinner. And the middle brother was terrified. He dropped the axe and he ran all the way back home. The youngest of the brothers was called Ash Lad because he spent his days poking the ash in the fireplace. It was his turn now. No, said the brothers. You're too small. You'll never manage it. The troll will gobble you up. You'll see, said the ash lad. Both axes were now buried deep in the snow. And so the ash lad took his little penknife and took cheese in a cloth bag from the kitchen. And off he went, crunching through the snow, following his brother's footsteps past the big trees and past the small trees into the little clearing. And there was the perfect Christmas tree. Suddenly the branches trembled and shook and the ground quivered and quaked and peering through the branches, two big round eyes, a huge hairy nose, great big furry flapping ears. This is my tree. This is my forest. If you don't scarper, I'll gobble you up for my dinner. I'm not scared of you, said the ash lad. What do you mean, not scared of me? Of course you're scared of me. I'm a troll and you're a little boy. No. See this stone, said the ash lad. He reached into the cloth bag and pulled out the cheese. This is what I like to do to trolls who bother me. He held up the cheese so the troll could see. He squeezed the cheese until the water from the cheese dribbled down his arm. <laughs> you're strong. You're much stronger than you look. I could do with someone like you. Come home with me. The troll tore up the perfect little tree and with its roots dangling, carried it through the forest and into his troll cave. And the ash lad followed. <sighs> I'm hungry. Let's eat. But first, you take this bucket. Go to the river and fetch some water. The ash lad saw that the bucket was much bigger than he was, and it was made of iron. He wouldn't be able to budge it one inch, let alone carry it to the river, fill it up and carry it back again. But he said, 
This bucket is too small, too piddly. I know, I'll just go down and fetch the whole river. <laughs> uh, the, the whole river? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, that'll make a terrible mess. Uh, don't worry, I'll do it. So the troll took the bucket and came back with the water splashing over the sides. In a great big cooking pot over the fire, the troll stirred the porridge. I know, said the ash lad. Let's have an eating competition. Whoever eats the most gets to keep that little tree. <laughs> an eating competition? You think that little you can eat more than great big me? <laughs> Fine, it's a deal. The troll slopped the porridge into the deepest bowls the ash lad had ever seen. They picked up their big wooden spoons. Ready? Steady, go! The troll opened his mighty mouth and shoveled the porridge in. He ate so quickly it poured out of his ears and dribbled from his nose. The ash lad ate a spoonful, swallowed, took another two spoonfuls and quickly poured them into his cloth bag which he'd hidden under his shirt on his lap. So it went on, the troll scoffing and snorting and the ash lad steadily eating away, bowlful after bowlful until the troll cried out, Enough! I can't eat another spoonful! How are you still eating? Oh, it's easy, said the ash lad. Look! He stood up, carefully holding the bag full of porridge under his shirt. He pulled out his little knife. When my tummy is full, like it is now, I just empty it like this. He cut through his shirt and into the bag and the porridge spilled out across the floor. Ah, <sighs> that's better. Now I've got plenty of space left for more. <laughs> Here, let me try that, said the troll. And he snatched the knife from the ash lad. He plunged it straight into his hairy belly and then fell down, dead. The ash lad had a good look around and found that the troll's cave was full of stolen gold and silver. And so he filled the cloth bag with coins, then picked up the little tree and left the cave behind. He crunched back through the snow, past the small trees and the big trees, all the way back home. His brothers could not believe their eyes when they saw their little brother return with the tree and all of the coins too. That Christmas, they filled their little house with candles and the tree, shining with decorations, took pride of place. And the two brothers got the ash lad to tell them the story of how he'd tricked the troll over and over and over again. Snip, snap, snoot, solver, sargan, sloot. To la hem, o to la val, to la long tot mossen, col fikya nariakom hem, col fikya gi posen, mjölken var på gul och blå, och osten såg jag lite å, smöret smakte jag aldrig.
Thank you very much, Emily, for that wonderful story. Well done if you managed to listen all the way to the end. Those Norwegian stories are very good, aren't they? Now, it's time to dig deep into my bag of happies and say thank you to some of our subscribers. Hello to new Owlet and super great fan Seren, who is six and from Walthamstow in London in the UK. Seren listens to our stories almost every day. Ooh. And she got her friends Leo and Cassandra Rose listening to us too. Thank you, Seren. Glad you were able to make it to our live show. We'll be releasing the film of our second show from back in October to subscribers over Christmas, so do look out for that. And hello to super great fans in Finland, Alice and Beatrice. I bet you've got lots of snow in Finland at the moment. And hello to super great fans in New York City, Una and Finn. One of their favourite stories is How Snakes Got Their Poison, told by Toop. And now to say some thank yous for the super great drawings which you've sent in of our stories. Hello to Beatrice, who hasn't been very well and says that listening to super great kids' stories helps her feel a bit better. We love your picture, Beatrice, about the Nisa's new suit. No wonder the horse is looking miserable with the Nisa leaving him out in the rain. Everyone here at Super Great Kids sends you their best wishes and hopes you're feeling better now. And hello to Super Great Kids Stories fan Ava May from Durang in Victoria in Australia. Ava May has sent us a picture of the rainbow bird. It's such a beautiful picture and so carefully drawn. I love the butterflies and the flowers and the sunshine and the way the king is proudly wearing his crown as he rides through the forest. That colourful bird certainly survived some scary moments in the palace, didn't it? Thank you very much for your picture. And thanks to Martha, who's drawn a wonderful picture of the story Pip and the Moon Rabbit. High up in the night sky, you've drawn the moon where the moon rabbit lives and I can see you've added the washing line where he hangs up his socks. Oh, good listening. Pip has beautiful long floppy ears that are good for listening and the moon rabbit has soft silky ears too. Thank you, Martha, for sharing your drawing with us about this beautiful story from Tibet. And six-year-old Alva from Glasgow in Scotland has sent us a lovely picture of the pixie dust story, showing how the old woman is seeing the same room in two different ways. I love the chandeliers in the room, which are sort of enhanced by pixie magic, and the way the baby and the mother are wearing beautiful, brightly coloured clothes and crowns. Really thoughtfully drawn. Thank you for sharing it. I wonder if you'd like to be able to see through the eyes of a pixie. And what a brilliant picture of the two dragon stories from Evo, who is five, in Millbrook in New York in the US. I love your huge red dragon with red and yellow flames coming out of his mouth and the scales you've put all over his body and his huge great eye. It's great that the grass is super emerald green because it is in Wales. A lovely drawing. Thank you, Evo. And five-year-old Sersha in Cambridgeshire in the UK has sent us a fabulous picture of Baba Yaga and the ghosts. Thank you for your imaginative drawing of Baba Yaga's house 
with Baba Yaga holding a skull with all the ghosts and spiders floating around. Just super scary. Thank you, Sersha. And Nora, who is six and lives in Madison in Wisconsin in the US, has made an imaginative collage of the Irish griffin. Nora, you have used all the materials so creatively and the brown card you've used as a background is really effective and I love his rainbow tail. Thank you for sharing your amazing collage with us. And Shell, who is six and lives in New York, listens to Super Great Kids stories every week and has sent in drawings of two of his favourites, ruby red lips and long red fingernails and Baba Yaga. It's very clever how you've drawn one of the pictures just using a green pen and then added in a bright red pen to do the long red fingernails and the ruby red lips. So straight away we know which story we're in. Thank you, Shell. And six-year-old Ezra from Malaysia has drawn the donkey from Donkey's Band and the Big Bad Robbers. I love your picture, Ezra. It's funny and witty. Poor old donkey with his floppy ears, sticky out tail and funny feet. And it's clever the way you've put a big red cross through the picture to show, as you say, donkeys are not good singers. And you're right, that donkey should definitely not have been the lead singer in that band. Thanks for sharing it, Ezra. And that's all the thank yous for this week. Keep sending in your pictures. They put a sparkle in our step. More next week. If you'd like to see them, they're all on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash stories. If you'd like to send us a picture, send it by Facebook Messenger or via our website on supergreatkidsstories.com. That's it for this week. Happy hoots to you from Story Owl. More fairy tales from around the world next week, which is nearly Christmas. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. This podcast was produced at Wardour Studios in London. Bye for now. <laughs>